Now, I'm sure you have all heard the saying, you are what you eat. But what this saying should actually be is you are what you absorb because we can only make use of the beneficial foods and nutrients we eat when our gut can actually digest and is able to absorb these nutrients. So without a healthy gut that is populated with you know, your beneficial microbes and your bacteria, your body will struggle to break things down and therefore disperse these nutrients throughout the body. Hey guys, welcome to the Happy Way podcast, your go-to place for all things fun, happiness, well-being, growth, trust and diversity. I am your host, Melissa Fideli, and I am here to inspire and connect everyone who chooses health and happiness so you can be your healthiest self and live life the happy way. Hello, everyone. Thanks for jumping back in for another episode with me. Today, I will be solo talking all about foods and how they can contribute to making us feel happier. So at Happy Way, we are all about happiness. It's in our name, it's what we stand for, and everything we do and create is to support your overall feelings of happiness. So today I thought I will focus on all the nutritional aspects that contribute to us feeling good from the inside out. Now, our nutritional habits really are the foundations to how we think and how we feel. Everything we put into our bodies plays a significant role in our emotions as well as our energy and physical strength. We can really enhance so many areas of our life by really focusing on what we are nourishing our body with. I've said it before and I'll say it again. It's so good to think of food as something that has a direct exchange with our body. What we put in, we will get out. So if we are nourishing our body with wholesome, vibrant and nutritious foods, we will be feeling our best compared to the times when we feed our body and mind with fast junk and processed foods. So what I wanted to do today was touch on my top four nutritional habits that can really support you to feeling happier and healthier. So let's get straight into it. Now, the first point that I want to touch on is supporting your gut health. So as I've said previously, the gut really is the core of everything. So it's the best place to start when wanting to, you know, clean up your health and support your body and support your mind. So always start with the gut. Now, not only does a healthy gut support digestion and absorption of foods, which then disperses beneficial nutrients, including all the amazing vitamins, minerals and antioxidants we get from food around the body, but it also produces neurotransmitters such as our serotonin and our dopamine. Now, approximately 90% of our serotonin which is our happiness hormone, is made in the gut. Now, 90% is a huge percentage. So this just really highlights how important it is for us to ensure our gut is healthy because that will actually lead to us feeling happier because if our gut is healthy, we're going to you know, be supporting the production of our happiness hormone, our serotonin. Now, I'm sure you have all heard the saying, you are what you eat. But what this saying should actually be is you are what you absorb because we can only make use of the beneficial foods and nutrients we eat when our gut can actually digest and is able to absorb these nutrients. So without a healthy gut that is populated with 
you know, your beneficial microbes and your bacteria, your body will struggle to break things down and therefore disperse these nutrients throughout the body. So you could be eating all of these great things, but if your gut is not in a good place, it's going to really struggle to break down these nutrients and then absorb them within your body. So we really want to look at supporting your gut health to therefore be able to absorb the foods and the nutrients that we eat. So how do we fix this to ensure we are absorbing all that goodness from whole foods? Well, I want to really focus on improving gut health and really, really focusing on your digestive process. So the first thing we want to work on here is figuring out if you have low stomach acid. And if you do have low stomach acid, then working on adjusting those levels. Now, low stomach acid is a trigger for poor digestive function because food and nutrients can't be broken down. They just sit in your stomach and cause a bacteria to kind of just keep building up. So this means you won't be getting all those great benefits from the food that you're eating. And it can also lead to bloating and reflux and lots of different other common digestive disturbances. So a great way to work on kind of adjusting and supporting this is the first thing through Whole Foods is just taking like a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar, diluted in some water before each of your main meals. So for breakfast, before lunch, if you do have a big meal and definitely before dinner. Now, if that is just not for you, because I know that apple cider vinegar can be super strong and I'm sure if there are any dentists listening, they will say, no, don't do that because it can be quite harsh on your teeth enamel. So apparently you should drink it with a straw if you do have it. However, if that's just a no for you, then then looking at taking a digestive enzyme, which is something that contains the enzymes that digest your food. It's just in a pill form. Um, so it really helps you along with that process and helps you break down your food, which is essentially what your um, stomach acid does. Now you can get this from a nutritionist, from a naturopath. You can go to a chemist and they will have them there, a health food store. So if that's something that you're having issues with and you believe that's a problem for you, then digestive enzymes are a really great place to start. So this is particularly important when you're eating large meals and foods that contain red meat and protein because your body needs a lot more energy to actually digest and break down these sorts of foods. So when you are eating those foods, you know, you're having maybe steak for dinner, you know, look at incorporating your either your apple cider vinegar, something also like rocket, like a rocket salad is also a really nice way, more of a gentle way. All your digestive enzymes will have before having meals like that, just to really support that stomach acid and support that digestive process. Secondly, really reduce your stress levels and start looking at ways to manage stress better in general. So stress is a huge factor to take into consideration when it comes to gut health and digestive health. So adopting a stress management routine is super important. Now, this I find is something very individual because we are all so different and require very different methods of stress relief to feel calm and at peace. So what I mean by this is that some people may enjoy doing a cardio 
class as a form of stress relief. You know, they may go sweat it out, they may go for a run and that's their form of stress relief. Whereas someone else may prefer to sit in a calming meditation or, um, you know, write about their day or sit in the backyard, sit in nature. You know, everyone is so different. We all find peace in different things. And I could list off things that I find peaceful, but that may be different for you. So it's finding the, the practices that you genuinely enjoy doing, that after you do them, you feel this sense of calmness, sense of peace. That for you is your stress relief. So find that and really adopt that practice daily into your routine. So, you know, do something that is going to help you reduce and manage your stress better every day, because we're always going to have things popping up every single day that are going to cause stress, that are going to disrupt our nervous system. So really make your stress reducing routine part of your everyday routine, because it's so important to make sure you're doing these things every day, because stress is something that causes havoc with your body in general. So really find what works for you and do that. Personally, my biggest stress relief is journaling and exercise. So I find that when I'm not doing these two things regularly, I will actually notice a difference in my digestion. So I will find that my digestion just in itself is a lot more sluggish. I will find that I'm a lot more bloated when I'm really stressed just because I'm not allowing myself to properly digest things. So I really make the effort to every day incorporate my stress relief practices, so my journaling and my exercise, because I know not only is it going to benefit my mental health and make me happy, but it's going to support my gut health, which in turn is also going to make me happier. So you do you, find what works for you and practice that daily. So thirdly, don't drink whilst you eat. So this is something I like to tell my clients who have a lot of digestive issues, you know, lots of bloating, lots of reflux. And I say to have, you know, still have your beverage, but have it before and have it after your meals. Because what the, like say you're drinking water, what it can actually do is it can dilute some of those digestive enzymes further, which is going to also make it a little bit harder for your body to therefore digest your food and break it down. And my last little tip for benefiting your digestion is to eat mindfully. Now I'm sure we've all heard of mindful eating, but by this, I mean, really be present during your meal times and focus on what you're eating chew your food, you know, eat slowly, acknowledge the taste and textures of your meals. This is something I always say, you know, a lot of the times we're eating and we're not even taking into consideration the flavors, the spices, the texture. Eating mindfully just makes you aware of all of these things. And it actually makes the whole process of eating so much more enjoyable because you really become in tune with yourself and your food. It is so easy to just get distracted, you know, when, while we're at mealtimes, you know, you'll go on your phone, you'll be scrolling and eating, you'll be watching the TV or you're someone who maybe like makes their meals and then eats on the run, you know, you're on constantly on the go. But this is really not doing any favors for your digestive process at all. Mostly because you're going to be scoffing down your food and you're not allowing the natural digestive process to properly take place. Digestion doesn't start in the gut. It starts in the mouth. By chewing your food, you start the digestive process, therefore making it easier for your gut to actually break down the food even further. So chewing is your first 
kind of digestive process. That's where it starts in the mouth. Now, I'm not going to tell you to do something ridiculous like, you know, every mouthful you need to chew it 50 times and you need to count that because that is ridiculous and no one has time for that and no one is going to stick to that. But just be present and be in the moment and eat slowly. I just find that if you take away distractions, you know, you take away your phone, you take away the TV, and you're just there and you're mindful and you're eating your food and you're trying to kind of, you know, pick what flavors you can you can taste or what textures are on your plate, then you actually just naturally just chew your food more because you'll be more in the moment. So become one with your food. I know that sounds very woo-woo, but, you know, enjoy the process. You know, we're so lucky to have beautiful, amazing foods and, you know, we need to learn to actually enjoy them and eating mindfully is the best way to do that. And, you know, in turn, it's going to benefit your digestion, which is going to make you happy. So that's what we want. So I'm going to move on to my next point now, and that is to eat adequate amounts of protein. So our neurotransmitters, which are our brain chemicals, are made up of amino acids, which are the building blocks of protein. So without adequate amounts of protein in our diet, we will not be providing our body with those amino acids to support the production of neurotransmitters such as serotonin and dopamine, which are all super important to us feeling happy and healthy. Now, of course, every single food group is super important for our general health and well-being. And I do not discriminate because I love all food groups. But just, you know, in regards to what we're talking about today, we really want to focus on you know, protein and making sure we're getting enough of that in our body. Currently, the government guidelines recommend for women approximately 0.75 grams per kilogram of body weight per day of protein. For example, if a woman weighs 70 kilos, her recommended intake is approximately 52 grams of protein per day. So a great way to just make sure you're giving your body what it needs is just to figure out what you need and then go from there with your daily intake. Now, obviously, um, if you're a male, that's going to be slightly different. If you're pregnant, that's going to be slightly different. If you're an elderly person or a child, it's going to be slightly different. So you can just Google what the guidelines are and it'll come up with that. Um, You can, you know, there's lots of online calculators as well that can kind of work that out for you. But do you do what feels good for you. You may need more because you're super active. But yeah, just start getting a good baseline of what you actually need and then go from there. So it's just a really nice way to, yeah, figure out what you need and and make sure you're giving your body the right kind of foods every day. So the best sources of protein include, so your lean meats, so your your beef and kangaroo and eggs and chicken, um, but also beans, nuts and seeds, and your veggies have small amounts of protein as well. So you really want to make sure you're incorporating those foods into your diet every day. Now, if you're someone that does struggle to eat enough protein, that is where protein powders really come into play and can actually help you a lot in this area. Now, there is that misconception around protein powders just being there to help you support muscle growth and development, but I do feel like Happy Way has done an incredible job to break away from that stigma. Protein is an incredible macronutrient that we require lots of, and a protein powder just helps you get there. You know, it is a great way for you to reach your protein requirements without making it too difficult. It's super convenient, super easy way to have it. And yeah, it's not just for building muscle. Yes, it does 
absolutely assist in that area, but it is also just a great way to meet your requirements daily. So if you're someone that struggles eating protein, then get on a protein powder and have that daily. The other good thing with the Happy Way protein powders is that they also contain other ingredients to support happiness, such as, you know, that all their bags contain chia seeds and chia seeds are super rich in your healthy fats. They're also really rich in antioxidants, which is great for your brain. We've got the psyllium husk in there, which is going to support that whole digestive process. And then we've got the coconut flour as well, which supports your gut health. So yeah, it's a really great all-rounder. Now, my next point is probably something you have heard many times your entire life, probably since you were a little kid, um, and that is to eat your greens. So green vegetables are such a great source of so many beneficial vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants, all in one little leafy green plant, which is amazing. So nutrient-dense foods such as your spinach and your Swiss chard have fantastic, so anxiety-relieving, mood-boosting, and happiness superpowers. They're a great source of magnesium, which some researchers have shown may help you feel calmer and actually assist in reducing levels of mild anxiety. Not just that, but um, shown really great results around women with PMS. And so around that time of the month where your emotions are kind of all over the place, incorporating a magnesium supplement or a magnesium dense food is super important to kind of help regulate those PMS symptoms as well, which we all know cannot lead to us feeling happy when we're going through PMS. It's usually the opposite. I don't know about you, but that's with me. So I I always make sure, especially around that time of the month, I'm eating a lot more magnesium rich foods and also incorporating a magnesium oil daily to kind of help stabilize my mood. <laughs> now your greens are also really rich in folate, which helps your body produce neurotransmitters like serotonin and dopamine, both influential in mood regulation. Now, on top of that, your greens are also going to be really rich in all those incredible antioxidants like vitamin C, which is going to work to fight that oxidative stress in the body, which is caused by dietary factors, lifestyle factors, chemicals, all of those things. So lots of oxidative stress, which antioxidants help to level out. So as you can start to piece together now, greens really do have lots of benefits. And your mum was right for telling you to eat them when you were a kid. (laughs) So if you struggle to eat green veggies, I will tell you a few ways to make this easier for you. So firstly, I find a really, really great way is adding them into smoothies and juices. Juices. (laughs) Smoothies and juices. This is a great way to hide greens and kind of avoid that taste a little bit if you just don't like the taste by incorporating other ingredients like your berries, which have a bit of a stronger, sweeter taste. Um, So add them in there. Great way to hide a great way to kind of sneak them in if you've got kids as well. Secondly is having the Happy Way Greens Powder once a day. So a quick, easy and convenient way to have your greens and it also has a really delicious tropical taste. So once again, if you're someone that doesn't eat a lot of greens because you're not a fan of the taste, then the greens powder is a great go-to for you. And then thirdly, shred up your greens and add them into your favorite dishes like your lasagna, veggie fritters, soups, stews. This is another super easy way to boost the nutritional content of all your favorite meals and also getting those mood boosting greens in there. So, you know, shred them up super finely, chop things up. You know, by the time you've 
got them into tiny, tiny little pieces. They kind of, you don't taste them. The texture's not there. The flavor's not as strong. I mean, it's just a nice little way to kind of sneak them in a little bit. I have the greens powder every day from Happy Wag. I go between the greens and the reds, but I love them. I feel like when I have them, I'm just giving my body something a little bit extra. You know, I'm supporting my skin. I'm supporting my gut. So yeah, they're good and they're delicious. I absolutely love them. So if you haven't tried our greens or reds, get on them guys. So my last point for this episode is to reduce inflammatory foods in your diet. Inflammation causes havoc in the body and really is the start of all dis-ease in the body. It impacts your nervous system. It impacts your gut health. It really impacts your recovery, so your muscle development and recovery and pretty much all other functions of the body. It can really get in the way and, and mess things up, especially your immunity as well. So several researchers have found that inflammation can prompt changes in the brain that have a significant impact on behavior and mood. It has also been studied that people with depressive disorders, anxiety and bipolar actually have a higher level of C-reactive protein and other markers of inflammation in their blood. So yeah, if people who are feeling that way generally do have a higher amount of inflammation within the body. So it's really important that when it comes to happiness, mindfulness, anxiety and, and mood, we, we start to look at reducing that inflammation in the body. So the best place to start when it comes to reducing inflammation in the body is with your daily dietary habits. So as I said right at the start, you know, our diet really is the foundation of everything. You know, with something we're doing every day, it's what we're putting in into our body every day. So it's always the best place to start when you're trying to feel better and just be better is always start with diet. More foods that you can imagine actually contain ingredients that cause inflammation in the body. So common ingredients include, you know, your refined sugars, your vegetable oils, sunflower oils, canola and soybean oils are super inflammatory. So these foods, what they do is they create an imbalance between your omega-3 fatty acids, which are your anti-inflammatory, and your omega-6 fatty acids, which are pro-inflammatory. So the foods that I just listed are quite high in those omega-6 fatty acids. Our omega-3, that is what's going to reduce the inflammation. But then when we are consuming so many omega-6 foods every single day, it's going to throw out that balance completely. And we're going to find that our omega-3 levels are super low and our omega-6 levels are super high, which is going to cause inflammation. And our body is really going to struggle with you know, counteracting that inflammation because we're not actually having enough omega-3s compared to the omega-6s that we're having every day. So even if you are eating avocado, which is, you know, got your omega-3s or you're having salmon once a day, but then you're having, you know, all these oils and you're having processed foods and you're having lots of sugary foods, it's really going to throw it out. So it's not really going to have those benefits that it should on reducing that inflammation. So counteracting that, which is what we want to do. So do your best to start reducing your amount of processed foods and start turning the packets around. So when you're at the shops, if you're buying something in a packet or in a box, turn it around and check out what's on the ingredient list. If you can see all these oils really high up on the list of ingredients, then opt for something else. Now, I actually did an episode with Petta from Goodness Me Box a couple episodes ago, um, and it's all about reading food labels. And we go through this. So if you want to learn a little bit more about how you can read a food label, go check out that episode because it will make it a lot more clearer for you. Now, a dietary guide when it comes to reducing inflammatory foods in your diet is to find inspiration and follow a 
Mediterranean-style diet. Now, the Mediterranean diet is based on traditional foods and lifestyle practices from the communities in villages like Italy and Greece and those surrounding Mediterranean areas. So this is like going way back to basics and eating off the land, opting for seasonal foods and eating more plant-based foods and less meat opting for good quality sources of fat like olive oils and eating whole grains and also living a lifestyle that is calm, relaxed and lower in stress. So the Mediterranean diet isn't just a diet. It's also about a lifestyle. Um, You know, they always eat with other people. They always eat with no distractions. So very mindfully, they're always getting sunshine, all of those things. So it's not just the foods. It's also the lifestyle, which is part of the Mediterranean style diet. So the Medi diet is packed with potent anti-inflammatory foods. um, And generally, a lot of these are seasonal as well. So you're getting that higher nutrient quality of them as well. So a number of studies have shown it can lower inflammation, ease depression and anxiety and improve your mood. So it is a great place to start when wanting to increase those levels of happiness and reduce inflammation in the body. So that's just a good little guide. If you are someone that feels like, okay, I'm eating a lot of these processed foods, eating a lot of these omega-6 fatty acids. I want to start opting for a lower inflammatory diet. I'm feeling like I'm not very happy at the moment that I'm super anxious or feeling quite depressed. Then a Mediterranean diet is a good place to start. You know, not only that, but it's going to have those pro and prebiotic foods in there, which are going to nourish your gut. So a really good starting point for you. Okay. So that's pretty much all I'm going to go through today. So that were my four points. So just to summarize, Support your gut health. First and foremost, always support your gut health. Eat adequate amount of protein. Eat your green vegetables and, of course, reduce inflammatory foods in your diet. So they're my four tips for improving your mood and nourishing your body with foods that are going to make you happy. So I hope these tips are a great start for you to start making positive changes that will lead to you feeling happier and healthier. Now, just remember, you have to make conscious changes to reap the rewards and the benefits and put the things you hear into practice. So we all want to feel our absolute best. And listening to this podcast, of course, is a great start to learn and, you know, get those facts and tips. But you actually need to put them into practice if you want to see those results yourself. If you feel like you need a little extra support and guidance, um, for those of you who aren't aware, I am also a clinical nutritionist. I do one-on-one consultations and I can actually help you action these things and put them into place. So come and say hi to me on social media at Melissa Fideli. Send me your questions if you have any. Not only can I connect with you and support you, but these questions also help me to create future episodes for the podcast. So always, always very helpful. So yes, thank you for that. That brings us to the end of today's episode. Oh, wait, I have a question. Oh, okay. A tub of ice cream for the brokenhearted. What's your thoughts on that? Oh, I mean, if you've got a broken heart, then enjoy your ice cream, but enjoy everything in moderation. You know, I think that's one thing with our society is that We have too much of something and not enough of the other things. If we're having a varied diet and we are enjoying things in moderation and the majority of our diet is rich in all these great wholesome foods that are 
you know, anti-inflammatory, great for your gut health, nourishing your body. There's absolutely nothing wrong than with having ice cream and cake on the weekends or when you're brokenhearted because it's not going to throw you out completely. Life is about balance. Life is about moderation. You know, you need to enjoy these things. And trust me, I'm the biggest foodie out. I love ice cream. I love cakes. I love all that stuff. But this food as well supports me. And I know that. So I make sure that I have a beautiful balance between everything. So yeah, that is my answer, Rory. Balance, moderation. You can still eat your ice cream, but you can still make an effort to have these beautiful foods as well. So that brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I hope you have taken even just one piece of wisdom from this episode that you can apply to your life to help you grow and be a happier and healthier version of you. Please like, subscribe, leave a review on Apple Podcasts and make sure to share us on your socials. Sending lots of love to you all. Bye.